For marketing agencies and social media managers looking to prove the value of their work, I've got something special for you. Agora Pulse is not only Social Media Examiner's tool of choice as an all-in-one social media management tool, it also allows you to track the traffic, conversion, and revenue from every social post, comment, and private message. Learn how to prove your social media ROI with a free training or a free trial by visiting agorapulse.com SME today. Again, agorapulse.com SME. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Talk Show, your guide to the ever-changing world of social media. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is the Social Media Marketing Talk Show. I am Eric Fisher, Social Media Manager at Social Media Examiner. I am joined by my co-host, Kim Reynolds, today. This is the show for marketers looking to stay on the leading edge of social media. We cover the social media news that broke in the last few days since we did this show a week ago. This show is brought to you by Social Media Marketing World. You can find out more about that at SMMW18. On today's show, we are going to explore Twitter bookmarking with Madeline Sklar and Snapchat context cards with Jeff C. and much more breaking social media marketing news of the week. Two huge things before we get into the show. Number one, yesterday, Social Media Examiner turned eight years old. So if you're one of the 60 million people who have read our site, we want to say thank you. Thank you for being there with us along the way in this journey. Speaking of journey, we just launched a new YouTube episodic documentary called The Journey, and you can find out more by going to journey.show. That is an amazing URL, by the way. So, mm -hmm. that said, we are going to jump into the news. Yay, Everybody. Madeline. We are so happy to see you. So, I'm happy to be here. Thank you for joining us. we happy anyway. <laughs> thank Thank you for joining us, Madeline. So for sure. this segment, we're going to talk about Twitter. Twitter's been in the news a lot lately, but uh, yeah. they've, they've introduced some new things or teased some new things this week. So let's talk about this. What are some of these, these new features, specifically this bookmarking thing? Because this seems kind of new. I, I already thought Twitter kind of was using bookmarking in terms of, or, or people were using bookmarking on Twitter in terms of liking things. Right. You know, this is really exciting news because, right, like how do we bookmark? A lot of us use the heart uh, or the like button. Uh, some people go as far to actually DM a tweet to yourself. That's a, a method people use. I will email it to myself if it's something important. So now we're going to have this ability to bookmark a tweet and uh, they're using this hashtag save for later is what they're calling it. So if you keep an eye on that hashtag, that's where they're going to keep us posted. It's in development. They built it during Hack Week and, and what you're showing here is a prototype of what they built to give us an idea of how we could do it where you'll click on the more and it will open up and you can see there it shows bookmarks. This is exciting. Now, when it does become public, it may look a little different, they're telling us, so it may not look exactly like what we're seeing here. But what a great feature this will be. Uh, it really seems like Twitter is working hard to make things better for us. They really are capitalizing on being known as a place for real-time news and information. And uh, this is just one, one of several features that they're talking about this week. It seemed like every day they came out with something. Yeah. So if I understand this right, what they're, I mean, again, they, they did this in hack week, which is for, for those with the, for those of us who don't know what hack week is, describe that to us. Is this a Twitter only thing? I'm not sure with this particular, um, you know, hack weeks, you know, they always have these little hack weeks all over the country where you know, you get a bunch of techies together, a lot of hackers, and they build things. And uh, it sounds, from what I was reading, it sounds like they, they built a prototype. 
they're saying that this is a feature that's been asked for quite a bit. <laughs> so they decided to try building something to see how it would come out. And, and they're sh- giving us a little bit of a look at this. And I think it's super cool. I'm excited about this. I am, uh, you know, it's interesting. Why do we hit the heart on Twitter? Usually we do it because we want to show that we like something that the person tweeted, not necessarily for bookmarking. And so this is something people have been talking about for quite some time is we want something to differentiate. Like I want to be able to heart something to show the person that tweeted it, you know, hey, I love what you posted, but I would like something separate for bookmarking because I may not want to put a heart on that. So this could be a great feature. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say because Facebook, I mean, a while, I don't know how many years now it's been, at least two, probably closer to three, when Facebook rolled out the save function to where you could hit save on a post. So you didn't have to click like or even click share in order to save that somewhere inside Facebook to bookmark it for yourself. But Twitter has been without that feature. Twitter, you had to hit like or well, no, you had to hit like because even um, or or you had to employ some sort of secondary kind of sharing out feature. So, for example, I think Tweetbot and or um, the native Twitter app, you'd hit something and you'd select like say share and share it as and and you know do a share sheet like over in iOS right. to go over to like Pocket or something like that. But again, right, what you were talking about was. Well, I want to be able to like something because I want to like it, not because I want to bookmark it. I don't want to hesitate to like it because I want to bookmark it and maybe show that I liked it when I didn't really like it. I just want to save it to look at later and vice versa. I don't want to save it for later or, you know, you, you see what I'm saying. And so this is really good. Oh, yeah. absolutely. This is a great. Yeah, I, I, I'm really excited about this. They're not saying when it's going to come out, but they just are letting us know is something that they do plan to launch. So that's exciting news. I, I'm really thrilled. They, they put out this tweet on Monday uh, announcing it. So uh, I'm going to be all ears on this. Yeah. I'll keep an eye well, out. I think there's something else to keep in mind about this. This could kind of be like an algorithm buster too. Because if you think about it, there's lots of reasons to retweet something and to heart something. A lot of times you do it because um, you're doing it in support of someone else or you want to you want to just do it maybe for your followers. You want to like something uh, for a friend or you want to share something because maybe your followers want to see that. But if you actually bookmark something, that is even a higher level of support for content. If you're bookmarking something, it's because you are really, truly, truly engaged yeah. with that content. So if 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 Twitter sees that you're bookmarking a piece of content, that content has even higher authority than a like or a retweet. That's a good point. I hadn't right. thought about that. That that yeah. and I wonder, I mean, I don't think that we know this for sure that the on Facebook, for example, somebody saving a post necessary what that does in terms of like ranking in the algorithm but you never know and and again i, I think i'm sure, I'm sure it, does. it has some yeah I'm, I'm sure that saving content to come back to later is a signal somehow to the algorithm and Absolutely. so i hadn't thought about that algorithmic correlation uh as far as it goes on twitter so that is that is another yeah. interesting uh component here again they probably will not spell yeah. that out in terms of well when you save a piece of content on on this network this is what it means that like they don't they don't want us to think about it that way especially uh, right, right, exactly. as marketers they don't want They're us to know watching. that so that we don't That's game the system slash right there folks right exactly that really is yeah. great point so there's been so twitter though did officially launch something and not just um tease it This one we have out now, uh, the happening now feature. Right. So they launched this on Tuesday. I I don't have it yet. And I've been asking everybody to see who has it. Uh, I would definitely love to know. So for those of you watching, you know, Put in the chat. Let me know. I would love to hear from you. Great feature. Uh, this goes back to trying to appeal to new users. And I also think this appeals to the real-time aspect of Twitter where we can uh, have 
access to like what is happening right now. They're starting off with sports. So when we go into our home feed, we're going to initially see like what you're seeing here, uh, football, baseball, and basketball. Those are the top three right now. Then they're going to start adding entertainment. They'll add other things into the mix. They want to make it so you can easily see live events through Twitter. You've probably seen on Twitter where there is a, a ball game on there or a concert. There was a concert last night that DJ Zed, he had a concert through Twitter, which was really cool to watch, you know, while, while you're surfing around on Twitter. So that was uh, really neat. So we'll start seeing that at the top of the home screen. So literally so, when we open so, up the app, oh, like that's what we're going to see. Like in our, in our newsfeed, it's almost like if, if I could give the correlation, when we open up our Facebook mobile app right now, at the very top, we see the circles for stories, for Facebook stories. It's mm-hmm, kind right. of like that, only it's not the circles. It's kind of like a, an, a rectangle that you can swipe left to right like a carousel with rounded edges on each of those. Yeah, I mean, this is going to, what they're saying is this is going to be like a carousel of events at the top of the page is what we're going to see. Gotcha. And so so they're starting starting off with with sports. sports. Okay. Yeah. Very interesting. And of course they would, because that's a strong suit for, for, um, for Twitter. Absolutely. Absolutely. They, you know, last year they were doing Thursday night football on there. Uh, They had all the Thursday night football games. So that was a big uh, selling point to get new users over. So they're, they're trying to get more people over. You know, that's been the the big thing with Twitter is acquiring more active users. So I think this is going to be a great feature. It's just adding more real-time news and information into our feed. Okay. What's the difference between this happening now feature and, say, Twitter moments, for example? Well, so Twitter moments are curated tweets. You know, those are tweets that are curated together. Somebody put those together into a curated format, whereas um, what we're seeing here is just more of a, a live stream of what's happening right now. So it's not necessarily curated tweets, but when you're in this, uh, w- when it's showing on here, uh, and, and it shows like, you know, a sports and you click on it, then you see right there showing the live tweets associated with that particular game. So you could go and chat with people in real time pertaining to it's going to show you the, the score and then you see the tweets. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. So they say this is rolling out now. Basically, it's it, they say it's available this, now. You don't have it. I don't have it. Yes. But it should be, it. should be in a moment. Tuesday. Yeah. So update your Twitter app if you haven't yet. Check to see if you have it. Yes. So one last question real quick. How do you how do you know if you have it? I sorry, I missed that. You just click on home when you first log into Twitter on your phone. On this is this, they're saying right now this is Android and iOS. Um, uh-huh. I imagine this is also going to be for desktop. But when you are first logged in, you're on the home screen, and that's mm-hmm. where this will reside. Great. Okay, at the very top. Yeah. Yes. So okay. it should be pretty easy to t- like. You'll be like, oh, what's that? When you go to your news feed on Twitter, exactly, and it, it'll pop it should out. Should be obvious. Yeah. So. It should be really obvious to us when we have it. It'll so, be, it'll be, yeah, as, you definitely want, go ahead. It'll be as much of a shock to you as suddenly seeing that you have stories of any kind in an app, ah. basically. Yeah. Right. So. Right. But definitely update your app. That it was definitely smart advice. Be sure to update. I have mine set for auto. It's already updated this week and I don't have it yet. So it's one of those things that will just magically appear at some point. Yep. In other Twitter news, so the Apple TV app in correlation with iOS devices, so sorry, Android people, uh, was updated. And so I actually tried this out. So I will give you my opinion on how it works in a minute. But Madeline, what's your take on this and what exactly is the news here? Well, it's amazing that Twitter has three separate pieces of, of news this week. Uh, it was just back to back to back. So on Wednesday, they made this announcement. Uh, I have Apple TV, so I tried it out as well. And if you have Apple TV, you have the ability to put the Twitter app onto your Apple TV. So you can download that, put it on there. What they did is made it so that you can actually sync up your iPhone and your iPad onto this. And by doing this, you can now take a tweet 
that is on your Apple TV through the Twitter app and have it signal and come right over to your phone. Um, and so let me tell you how I tried this out last night, because I'm definitely curious, uh, Eric, to hear how you did this. So last night they had a concert, DJ Zed was on. And so I tried it out. And what's interesting, um, there's an article, I'm sure you guys have, have posted it. If not, you might want to post it in here. There's, or there it is. Okay. So in that article, it gives you the directions on how to do it. But here's the beauty of it. If you just open the Apple TV Twitter app, it will walk you through it automatically. That's true. So it was su- super easy. It tells you to, you know, get, get the remote and you hold it down for three seconds and then it, it will sync it up. You got to be on the same Wi-Fi. And and next thing you know, you can now pull a tweet on your TV over to your phone. So, uh, Eric, I, I thought it was cool. I didn't necessarily want to tweet with people from this concert, uh, but I actually enjoyed watching the concert on my TV, on Apple TV. So that was pretty cool. But I, I can see where this feature could be great for lots of people because you know how the whole thing is with our phones being our second screen. Mm-hmm. So you could be watching something, a live program on, on Apple TV through your Twitter app. And if you wanted to converse with people, you can just do it from your phone or your iPad. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. For me, I was kind of thinking of this whole second screening experience and how this changes that a little bit. Um, so, for example, and, and there may be people who are watching this on their Apple TV, uh, Facebook app or Twitter app right now because we are live in both those places because uh, I've done that before. But uh, uh, so what I did is I brought it up and then I thought, OK, I can watch this event through Twitter and then I can swipe over and it brings up the tweets from the event going through on the side. So what's cool about that is number one, they they're putting your second screen up on your first screen. So you can look at both screens in effect at the same time on the same screen. And so then instead of, you know, being hunched down and hurting your neck and looking down at your Twitter app the whole time and then looking up to see what's going on, whether it's an award show or a sports event, those tweets are right there on the screen with you. And you can kind of browse or surf tweets as you're watching it, not while, you know, not multitask watching it. Um, yeah, great So point. that was cool. And I thought, okay, I can see this being maybe a different user experience to get ex- uh, accustomed to. But then I thought, okay, so if I am going and I'm on a tweet, then I press and hold on that Apple TV um, button and, and I click it, press and hold and click for three seconds. And then boom, on my Twitter app, that tweet that I want to reply to popped up and I'm like, oh, okay. You just eliminated the friction of me finding that tweet on my phone to then type a response or hit retweet or whatever. That's actually pretty cool. I was, when reading the news of this, I thought, really, do we need this? I don't know. But when I tried it, I thought, okay, I could see the use case for this. And this is a way different kind of second experience, second screening experience than we've had before. So uh, it won me over. I agree. It won me over. I, w- I, I was agree. skeptical and it won me over. So I, I had the same exact thing, Eric. I w- when I read the article and I'm like, okay, this does not sound that appealing. But then when I went onto Apple TV and tried it, it was actually pretty cool. Yeah. So that is the Twitter news. Thank you for being here, Madeline. Where can people find you and know more about what you're doing? Uh, we can reach out to me on my website, MadelineSklar.com or through Twitter at MadelineSklar. Those are where you can always get in touch. Love to chat. Awesome. Thank you so much. And uh, thanks for having me. We'll see you next time you're on the show. Thank you, Madeline. And welcome to the show, Jeff C. <laughs> hey, hey Jeff. Howdy, everybody. You look good. Hi. You sound good. I'm glad to see your good. internet issues are a thing of the past, or at least well, momentarily. So, yeah. So, we're good. So, it's exciting. Awesome. It's exciting to be here. You guys are doing awesome. You know, that's one thing, thing about live show is you always just kind of have to roll with the punches yeah. and, and see what mm-hmm. happens. So, totally. Who knows? A cat could jump up somewhere and it, get behind camp It's happened. Know, it's happened. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. It's happened. So, it so, so, something that, speaking of other things that happened, uh, 
Snapchat had some pretty interesting news this week. Uh, this was some of the more impressive Snapchat news. Uh, so let's take a look at this. Let's take a look at what it looks like as sure. well as uh, walk us through this. So it's called Context Cards. Yeah, and I'm and I'm really excited about this. And I know I'm I'm not on here talking about Snapchat a lot, and I don't use it a lot. But my thing is, is you know, but your kids Instagram's going to steal it. No, Instagram's going to steal it. Like, but there you go in the day. So (laughs) and that'll be a cool feature for Instagram. So uh, basically, um, what has happened is Snapchat kind of is doing what everybody else has done to them, and they're kind of stealing features from like Yelp. Um, So they're actually these contents, these context cards. They display information about the snap you're viewing, and they're integrating with some big names like Foursquare, TripAdvisor, Uber, Lyft, OpenTable, and Michelin is the ones they had listed before. And what it does is it lets you take a simple action like you know calling for a ride with Uber or Lyft or reserving a table. Um, and they're they're actually doing this with um, they're integrating it all across the place, and so it kind of appears like a feed like waterfall. Uh, with the first kind of screen uh, providing basic info, like including the name and the category, as well as ratings. Um, and so it's going to give more detailed stuff like user reviews, directions, which I think is really cool, especially for uh, the younger demographic who's using it anyway. Like my mm-hmm. kids, I, I think it's kind of cool that they're able to, you know, get this more information, call a ride if they need one. Um, and so it's 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 really cool. And they said that they're going to be adding more partners uh, as this develops. And one of the things, there are some some questions being raised, you know, is this going to be in every snap? Oh, my gosh, it's going to be, you know, a nightmare. Uh, it's not going to be in every uh, snap. It's going to, you know, just be on a, some of them. It's going to be, also, it's going to be places that are tagged with the company's uh, geo filters. And so it's going to be with the snap that's been sub- submitted to like the public R story or the snap map or, or something like that. So it's very, very cool. I like having more information. You can see it on the screen here. It's, it's, um, it's going to be copy is what's going to happen. It's just, <laughs> I think are, are really cool. Um, and, and, I, and it's going to be a way for, for Snapchat to expand its advertising features. So I, this is what I think, because they're going to be able to use this in their, in their advertising and not just have to do, you know, like uh, geo filters or specific filters or lenses. This is another kind of play for them for ads. So that's it's very, very cool. It's They're using it like they were, they have with their marketing tools they have right now for some of the bigger companies. And so um, adding this like more link where you can swipe up and see stuff. So it's, I think it's very, very cool. So, so what's the timetable on this rollout and how exactly are we going to be able to use this feature? I'm not sure who it's it's rolling out like for the companies um, they said right now. I haven't gotten it. I went and checked today. I don't have the feature yet. But, um, you know, I think you're going to be able to. They're kind of there. It's it's I haven't got 100 percent what we as marketers like the little mm-hmm. young, the, the younger, the smaller budget, smaller uh, people are going to be able to do do with it. But I think it's a great feature. Um and it, it shows that Snapchat is still innovating. Yeah. We've talked a lot about stuff that, you know, it felt like Snapchat's getting lapped by so many other places. And we're like, they need to come out with something new. This this may or may not be the thing that will help. So, yeah, it looks like it's rolling out today. Uh, today, meaning okay. days ago as it broke, uh, as we did a roundup obviously now uh, for not just iOS, but also Android. And it looks like it's going to be U.S., Canada, UK, Australia, and New Zealand for now. So, uh, you know, sorry I, to I those who aren't there. So I, and I updated my app this morning to, to try to see if I had it. But um, anyway, so it's interesting because Snap, you know, said they're going to be a camera company and then they come out with this. So I don't know if they're backing down on that. But I think it's a way for them to drum up some business and also, like we've been saying, you know, have a potential to grow this in the future. Yeah, it's pretty in- it's pretty interesting. I'm, I'm trying to get my head around the group or crowdsourced, you know, reviews or meetups or uh, integration of other social services that they're pulling off here with this, uh, especially right. for and a younger to, crowd. Yeah, and they're going to have to balance it because they don't want this to show up on everything, you know, it'd be like going into Instagram and seeing everything being a sponsored post and you don't, they don't want to, I mean, their core base is, I mean, they're hardcore Snapchat users and they don't want to, you know, 
make them go to another platform, <laughs> which a lot of people are doing anyway. And so they're going to be really careful. With yeah. This. Uh, something else that they rolled out is this thing, or they're at least testing it, uh, something called official stories. Right. And it's for verified accounts. And it looks like Snapchat is like stepping up their uh, efforts to win over some celebrities and other uh, influencer users. And so there's been some talk before that, um, you know, some of these social media stars have been frustrated with the lack of Snapchat support for them. Well, um, they've been rolling out um, lately. They're, they've been they've been verifying a lot more accounts, okay. you know, and a lot more of these popular influencers. So this is a way, um, and it's and this has been showing up for users this week. I haven't seen anything official yet, but this has been reported as um, some of it's a it's a test they're doing, and it shows um, a official stories header in the story section, and and it's on the Android app, and it's right underneath the recent update section. So, and a spokesman for Snap did confirm that. Yes, this is a test. And, you know, they gave the standard response, you know, we're always making tweaks to improve our customer experience, you know, that kind of thing. So who knows if it's going to come out um, for everyone? I, I think so. I, I personally, I don't like verified accounts because it's like it's it's those people and then these people, you know, I mean, right. and everybody wants to get verified. I mean, we have people talking to us like we have some magic juice that we can get people verified. Just to know we don't, we do not have any magic. Yes, that's true. We should officially state this at some point here publicly. Like if you are asking us if we can help you get your Facebook, your Twitter, your Instagram account, any of any or all of the above and more, we do not have power at Social Media Examiner to do that for you. We get those questions all the time. Everybody wants to be verified. It's it's. Aside from the follower count number, it's that other vanity metric in a sense. So, right. And I, and I understand because they want, you know, they want the, you to be easily defined the, you know, the celebrities, which Mm -hmm. everybody's going to follow. I just, it just, I, you know, giving those people special features just kind of anyway. Um, So, but that's, what's coming out. We don't know if it's going to roll out for everybody, but if you see it and if you're, it's, I think it's only on Android right now. That's what's going on. They're rolling up a test and they're trying to uh, attract some more of these influencers and give them some more love over on Snapchat. Interesting. So then Google kind of had its own version of Snapchat that they were announcing slash coming out with called Stamp, which is stories plus amp. And they had some news come out this week as well. Yeah, and it's really interesting. And actually, I, I guess this is, you know, there's been teased about this before. Um, but you're right. It's it's the ST comes from stories and the other thing is from AMPs. And if you're not sure what AMP is, it's the accelerated mobile pages. And um, the news was is that they're going to help publishers, you know, they're going to pay them to develop this content. And so Google's give them, giving them an incentive to pay for some sites working on this this stamp project. Um, and they're saying it's to defray the cost publishers incur as they build content and systems to accommodate this new format. Now, we're not really sure what form of payment they're doing. Are they helping, you know, give them developers with this? Or, you know, are they actually giving them money? We're not really sure. But um, some of the, the publishers that are going to be with them is like Condé Nast, Hirsch, Time, Mashable, uh, CNN, The Washington Post, Vox. Um, and the ones who have been working on this have kind of said that it's it's a multimedia slide format. It's optimized, it's optimized for photos, and it's supposed to surface at the top of Google search results, but also would live on your own site. And hmm. it's supposed to have like video, images, text, and it's kind of like uh, Instagram stories and Snapchat stories. Um, and they really stole a lot of it off of Discover because they're going after these these big names. And it's just, you know, you swipe through swipe through them and get that kind of interactive experience. Um, and amps, they're fast loading, you know, mobile platform. So it's really cool. I think it's really interesting. And there's, there's another mixed bag on this. What, if this is going to work or not? Some people, some publishers say, yeah, it's really exciting because Google has uh, enormous reach and they can push this new format for their videos and images and others go, uh, remember Google plus, (laughs) right. You know, (laughs) what about that? And so it's not um, dead. Anyway, it's, it's gonna, still hiding. Yeah, it's it's still there. We still use it. Um, they're saying they're not going to sell ads there. Um, and so publishers are going to have to sell it themselves. And the cool thing about that is the publishers are going to be able to keep 100% of the ad revenue that they generate 
Um, but since it's new format, who knows if it's going to work. Um, but here's some questions that, you know, I was thinking about, you know, how will they rank these each stamp post yeah. when they come up. How's that going to work? Are they going to go? How are they going to come up in those featured search results when you Google something? Um, will publishers be able to create different content for stamp or just reuse Instagram and Snapchat stuff, which would be very cool if you could just take, you know, if, if you're not following us on Instagram, our story has been pretty awesome lately. And we're, you know, if we could take those and move those over to this platform and get Google's love and searchability and all that stuff, that would be awesome for us. So uh, it's really interesting how this is going to play out. I'm hoping it'll work. I'm hoping to take off. I like, I, I always, I really like Snapchat Discover from the big, you know, like the the uh, Food Network right. and National Geographic and how those worked and looked in the in the vertical format. I thought it was just genius. And I never got to play with those tools really. And it, I was, I always wanted that. And now, you know, if we could do that over on Google and we get Google search and all that stuff, you know, that would be really a lot of fun. And I could see how marketers can really use that. This may end up being the first thing that Google does in the social world that actually has some legs. I, right. And if you could put it on your own site, I mean, that 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 yeah. little paragraph they mentioned really intrigued me. So I can create it and then I can have it on my site. And how does that work in search? You know, what kind of queries will trigger those stamp results? Uh, so it's 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 really cool. So I'm really excited to see how that'll play out. Yeah. And we've seen some comments that are along the lines of it seems that all the social media networks are starting to borrow and steal from each other and become homogenized and it makes it a little bit boring. And and I can see that, but we'll see the the, right. the true innovators, the ones that create things that the others can't copy very easily are, are the ones who who will win. So. Right. Yeah. Well, and I was thinking of this too. It all boils down to this is storytelling. No matter what format, whatever. I mean, Sean, uh, Alia, and uh, like Carlos Gill, and those guys who are really going to uh, Snapchat, you know, they've moved over and, and done the stuff on Instagram stories as well. And it's because, and they're successful because they're good storytellers. Yeah. And so, if anything, it's Sean, Ayala. Yeah, yeah, he's great. We, we really need he's to. His his really his finger words. touch, although he probably uses a stylus too, but his his artistic right. stuff is is awesome. Well, oh, Jeff, yeah. thank you so much for being here, and thanks for running the back end for us as well. Let people know where they can find you. Yeah, you can find me always at uh, Jeff C across the interwebs. That's spelled S is Sam I E H, and I'm over at manlypinteresttips.com where we're always adding testosterone one pin at a time. Awesome. See you thanks guys. for being here, Jeff. Bye, Jeff. So this, again, just want to remind you that uh, Jeff, as well as many others, Madeline as well, uh, will be at Social Media Marketing World. You can find out more about our annual event that gets bigger and crazier and more awesome every single year. At least that's in my experience for the last four, five plus years now that I've been going there uh, and then being part of it. (laughs) You can find out more at SMMW18 dot com and with that uh we'll just move into the wilds and into the smaller news so facebook a couple of months ago uh may may 2017 they talked about a small test in their mobile app which seems to be where they test all their stuff uh where you can collect and redeem rewards and and in essence what this was was the ability to connect a bunch of different uh, reward cards or accounts, things like that, but have them all under the banner of a single QR code that would be hiding in your ever-present Facebook app and that you would just have quick access to that, pull your phone out, pull out that QR code, and boom, get your points or use your points, etc. And Mike noticed on his Facebook account that he had that this week, and so – We wanted to keep you updated on this. Uh, Again, it was early May 2017 that Facebook began running a small test. Now, there's been no official announcement uh, as of yet, although I think there actually was um, a little bit ago just uh, mentioning that they are rolling this out officially now. So, uh, if you're interested – for me, I I think I could get used to having all my reward cards – in my, you know, in my um, phone instead, that would be pretty interesting. Um, yeah. 
I, I would rather have that than having, you know, which one of my cards do I need to pull out here of the five to 10 examples, you know, in my wallet? Uh, I'm not carrying a purse, so. <laughs> well, I'm still trying to I'm still trying to wrap my brain around this. So you're saying that that this kind of is similar to Apple Wallet, where all of all of your reward cards are, are housed. And when you walk into a store, it automatically knows because of Facebook, which reward card you should be using. Yeah, it's almost like if. Yeah, because if you you. Through Facebook, you would connect, you know, this reward card and this reward card and this other one and so on and so on, all of them. And they're not going to all work right away. Trust me, like Facebook's got to get these partners on board with this. But how it works is you connect this one with it and this one with it. So it's like having this one master card, though not a literal master card, a it's like having one reward card to rule them all. And it just so happens to be a QR code that, that recognizes the pin or the code and the numbers for that master account. And so it, it brings you in there and, uh, you know, collects or, uh, from what I understand, collects as well as, um, uh, earns you rewards or allows you to use your rewards. Um, so where you can where you can find this again, if you uh, open up your Facebook mobile app, whichever device you have it on, and you go to the bottom right and you tap the three lines for the set, you know, for the more, and then you scroll down mm-hmm. and in all the different things that they are testing, you should see something that says rewards and you should be able to tap that. And that's how Mike was able to bring up his um, QR code so that he could scan that QR code at different uh, participating stores to join, uh, get points or earn rewards. So this is pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I could see this it, it really being a, a streamlining uh, thing for us. So. It's pretty wow. cool. Yeah, especially because I, I forget to use mine right, all the time. Exactly. Well, and, and so here's the other key piece. Facebook, if it knows your location, could prompt you, knowing what rewards you have attached to your account, to say, hey, exactly. you're in this store. Or, hey, they have a, a, a deal going on right now and you are a rewards member. Would you like to go use that deal or don't forget to use your rewards if you're standing there about to pay and it pops up and is like, don't forget – you have rewards. Scan this QR code. So that's that's to take it another level. Yeah, and they're so creepy. They're going to be like, "Hey, I know you're thinking <laughs> right. about going to this store." Right, exactly. So Aww. next up in the wild. Okay. Okay. Next up in the wild. Let me get the image up here. So next up in the wild is that. Facebook has ruled out an option to temporarily mute a group member from posting or commenting within the group for up to 24 hours. So this means if you have somebody in your group that's maybe being slightly (laughs) obnoxious, instead of giving them the boot, you can maybe quietly send them a little message and say, hey, you need to stop and mute them to give them a chance. and see if they're going to honor your request and and if they do great you can keep them in the group and if they don't then you can give them a boot after 24 hours so this is kind of like their little um trial period and i think this is great for groups so you get 24 hours to clean up your act before getting the boot looks like it can even uh they they added this to something they were already doing uh, about a a month ago where you could give them 24 hours, seven days or 30 days, which is pretty interesting. It's like probation. But that was for, well, yeah, that's, but that's more like on a, on a individual level. Like sure. you could do that with your friends or you could do that two pages or you could do that to groups that oh, are yeah, going yeah, through yeah. your feet. Yes, that was. This is for admins. This is inside. Yeah, this is for admins within yeah, groups. Yeah, two, two different yeah, things. I do like remember giving, that now. Giving admins the power. Yeah, I, that, that was just jogging my memory of, of that other feature, which again, I'm glad yeah. Facebook is rolling it out is similar. Uh, these abilities for us to have a little bit more fine tuning because one of the things that drives me nuts in Facebook is the fact that like somebody I don't know tagged a friend I do know in a picture on Facebook and yet I see it, but I don't know who that first person is. So why are you showing me this? Anyways, rant over. Yeah. Um, 
I agree. Other I other agree. news in the wild. Facebook uh, at least appears to have be to have be to be have Facebook be. appears to be testing the moving of the in-app notification icon, at least on an iOS device. The source of this was for us was Ali Kelly, who's the manager of the Social Media Marketing Society. So what she noticed was she went into on iOS her Facebook app. And right now, where you would find up in the upper left, the camera icon was actually the bell icon. That's where her notifications were going to show up. And I found this interesting because I thought to myself, well, if they get rid of the camera icon, what are they going to do? Well, on her screenshot, um, the camera icon was now back down at the bottom. So it was like they swapped those two. So I don't know. I don't know that this is great one way or the other, but I do remember the messages icon used to be down in the bottom center and is now in the upper right. So I don't know. Facebook Facebook does what it wants. Let's just be honest. And this is not something we've officially seen roll out, but we wanted to make you aware that we've seen people who have seen this and they may be testing this. They're keeping us yeah. hopping. That's all there is to it. So, okay. So this next one I actually have experience with and it's really, really, really cool. So what this is, is um, for some people, Facebook is allowing you to schedule a call with a marketing expert. <clears throat> and so this message will pop up and you click this little button to schedule a call and you have to fill out a form. And um, you can then fill out the form. You put your name and uh, and your information and you will get a call back from a Facebook marketing expert. Now, if you run lots of different Facebook ads accounts, you might think that, great, you get to pick the ad account that you want to talk oh. about. But unfortunately, you do oh, not. So, <laughs> yeah, because I'll be honest, I was super excited to talk to, about the social media examiner ad account because obviously the conference, I thought, Oh, I'm going to get ninja tricks. I'm going to kill it. Great. But they didn't want to talk to me about social media examiner. They wanted to talk to me about the ad account that I run that has the highest spend. So um, that was the downside to it. But it was really, really interesting. And they had some great insights and some ideas that I hadn't thought about. And some they did give me some little ninja tricks. So this is a great resource. And if you get an opportunity, even if you think that you're like all that when it comes to advertising, take the call because it's Facebook and they do have tips and it's, it's worth your time yeah, to do and, it. And if nothing else, pick yeah, and Facebook is notoriously hard to get a hold of for communication. So this is them reaching out. To, this is them trying to get call you. Why not accept the call? And like you said, even if it's not the ad account that you're wanting to talk to them about, you can learn from them and maybe apply that learning to a different account, you know? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I will say this. Um, I actually did this two different times because after I talked to them for the one ad account, I thought, hey, I'll be sneaky dicky Dutch and try to do it again. And I did get another <laughs> call. But again, they wouldn't talk uh, to me about social media. Yeah. But they were the nicest. They were super nice and, and just really amazing. So do it. Go okay. for it. Well, in other Facebook news, yeah. uh, many of you are probably aware of Facebook's uh, workplace chat app, which is called Workplace, Facebook Workplace. And it is a collaboration software very much like Slack. Um, but they quietly launched an official PC and uh, Mac desktop app for this. So I was taking a look at this and I could see that this looks very much like a standalone version of the messenger app. It's, it's not, it's, it's workplace chat. So don't confuse this with being a full blown, um, Facebook workplace, um, access to all your workplace groups, your live video, your, uh, you know, all of those kinds of features that come with workplace. This is the chat component only. But what I will tell you is this, if you're on Workplace, this could be a really cool way to just open up Workplace Chat, which would be the equivalent of Facebook Messenger or Messages, 
for workplace, Facebook's uh, enterprise uh, thing. So when you look at this, like, so for example, we, uh, this, this is a great place to have, you know, one-on-one chat. It's almost like, uh, Skype as well, uh, where you can do that. I, I do think you can actually do some type of, um, voice and calls and such. And, and again, this would work still. Mm-hmm. It, it, what I think is cool about this is so many of us are using Facebook as a communication tool for our business teams. And to be able to have a dedicated app that keeps you outside of Facebook, the web, and has it on your desktop, this is brilliant. Like, how much of a distraction-free workplace environment can this be? I I love it. I really do think this looks great. Now, I've not had personal experience with this, but from the screenshots that I've seen and and walked through, um, it looks brilliant. Well, and what what they've done is they've taken they own WhatsApp and what they've done is they've taken that WhatsApp desktop app because WhatsApp has a desktop app and they've they basically taken it and turned it into workplace chat. That's what this this is. This is basically the same interface and it's brilliant. Yeah, very cool. All right. Next up, Skype and Cortana. So this is this is super interesting. And so Microsoft has announced plans to integrate Cortana, 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 Cortana. Okay. Sorry. I'm not a Microsoft user, but they're, they're, intelligent assistant into Skype. And at first I was kind of bagging on this. I'm like, no, I just want Skype to be Skype. But really this is kind of like when Jeff was describing the Snapchat context cards, I was thinking that's kind of what Skype is doing with this. It's giving you these intelligent behind the scenes suggestions such as like restaurant options, movie reviews, smart replies, reminders. So it's it's really very, very helpful. And is this an animated GIF? It is. So it's this is really cool. It's giving you like weather, directions to places. Um, when you need to set up an appointment, it will add a reminder to your calendar. It's really super helpful. Now, this is only for Skype on your mobile phone, Android, iOS, only in the United States. But I think I think I like yeah, it. it, even though I'm very mad at Skype for making all these changes. Some, I don't yeah, like change. The changes they've made lately with like adding stories like everyone else is kind of pointless. But uh, this is this is almost yeah. like seeing um, Facebook's M assistant inside of Facebook yes. Messenger. So if you're a heavy Skype user, this is that equivalent to that. So, uh, yeah. So I think I think some of the changes have been a bit of a gamble, and it's made me move over to WhatsApp. But uh, this is useful, and I, I like yeah. these changes. So we're gonna move through these next uh, handful of news items more quickly here. Twitter launches in-stream video ads in the UK. So. After a successful launch of in-stream ads in the U.S., Twitter has announced they are expanding them to the U.K. So, U.K. users who want to have in-stream ads, rejoice. So, YouTube has relaunched and completely revamped their creator site. It initially launched its creator hub about a year ago, and now it's completely refreshed the design. It was developed for creators with creators in mind. So, and it Along with this revamp, they've released a masterclass, a new series of videos from the Creator Academy. So creators rejoice. You have a brand new resource from YouTube. Awesome. So go check that out. Speaking of Facebook Messenger and M, they are expanding M, the virtual digital assistant from Facebook, to Portugal and Brazil. So it will be rolling out to Portugal and Brazil with sticker suggestions, location sharing, polls, and more. Google has rolled out new offline measurement tools for YouTube. Now, this is really exciting because Google has had um, these new tools are location extensions and store visit measurement tools. And Google has had these already for Google ads. Um, you know, they're 
Google ads, their display ads. But now they've launched these for the TrueView in-stream and bumper ads. So basically, you're going to be able to um, see when you see an ad, you're going to be able to see like address, directions, business hours, all of that right in the ads. And then you can visit... Uh, you can measure store visits and see how your video ads campaigns are driving foot traffic and measure those performance, that performance against other online and traditional marketing channels like television and print and radio ads do. So this is really big news for YouTube and for um, like brick and mortar businesses. Cool. Super, super awesome. And the last little mention we have here, Google is rolling out new controls and centralized navigation across analytic products. So you are going to be able to see new controls in analytics, tag manager, and optimize. And they've also improved navigation for surveys and data studio users. Very cool. That's it. All right. Well, that wraps up the news. Uh, before we go, I want to say special thanks to Grace Duffy in the control room today and Jeff C. for handling the simulcasts. Did you know, and you better know, <laughs> you can get this show on your weekly calendar, like literally on your calendar. Just go to socialmediaexaminer.com slash live show. You can find this audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher with new episodes dropping every Monday. Just search for social media, social media marketing talk show. Don't forget to grab your tickets for Social Media Marketing World. You can grab those at SMMW18. I do want to mention again the new episodic documentary that we have out now that you can go watch. Go to watch it and subscribe to it at journey.show. There's no easier URL out there than that, I think, at this point. And uh, <laughs> and just hit click share if this, on this if you're watching it on Facebook or Twitter or wherever you're watching it. Click like, click share. Our next show is next week. We have dropped the link in the sidebar in Crowdcasts. You can subscribe. You can sign up. We are looking forward to seeing you there next week. And we will have yes. tons more breaking news for you. And we will deliver it. So we will see you then. Thank you. The Social Media Marketing Talk Show is a Social Media Examiner production. For more social media insight, visit socialmediaexaminer.com. If you're like so many fellow marketers and creators and entrepreneurs, you're probably wondering, how do I put AI to work? Well, be sure to listen to the AI Explored podcast, a new show from Social Media Examiner, Hosted by yours truly, Michael Stelzner. Again, check out the AI Explored podcast.